Hey everyone, thank you for joining me once again on the InStrive Fat Loss Podcast. I am your host, Diane, a senior certified therapeutic weight loss specialist with InStrive. And on today's episode, we actually have a very special guest joining us. We have our registered dietitian, Miss Abby, who's going to be talking to you a little bit about hormones and how they impact weight loss and uh, kind of really getting a little deeper on the reasons why even if your diet is correct, if your hormones are imbalanced, that it can still stagnate or just prevent weight loss altogether. But before we do that, I do want to, of course, just reintroduce InStrive. InStrive is a natural homeopathic weight loss solution. We are a um, virtual and an office type of a, of a program. So anywhere that you are located, you can actually take advantage of InStrive. We offer free, no obligation consultations. Uh, the biggest thing within Strive is we work not just on diet alone, but also on helping to reset your body to a healthy, natural body chemistry. And that's the biggest thing, guys. When your body is not in a place where it's able to shed fat, diet will not be effective. So that is something that we look at very heavily within Strive. And again, those consults are free. If you want to learn more about InStrive, you can go to our website, website excuse me, it's InStrive.com or InStriveFatLoss.com. You can also go to our Facebook page or find us on any other social media platform. All right. So I want to take a moment here to let Abby introduce herself. How you doing, Abby? Hi, I'm Abby. I am a registered dietitian. I have been practicing for about two years now. Um, I started out actually working as a diabetes educator. And so that's where uh, my journey first started as a dietitian. And um, I ended up learning a lot as a diabetes educator, especially about hormones. Um, and then that kind of led me into my journey here in weight loss when I started here with InStrive. Um, absolutely fell in love with working um, with weight loss and working with um, a different community. So um, going forward today, we're just going to kind of talk a little bit about why losing weight isn't as simple as a calorie deficit and everything I've learned practicing here with weight loss. Um, so kind of just jump right in, I guess. Right? Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and I have to agree with you there, Abby, because truthfully, out of the eight years I've been doing this and the thousands of clients that have come through the program in consults, that's what we hear the most is I just don't understand why I'm not losing weight. I feel like I'm eating pretty good. I feel like I'm doing a lot of the right things. I don't know what's going on with my body. And uh, I find kind of what you're going to be talking about that sometimes it just seems like something is really up with the hormones based on the age and when things start to shift. And you really notice a big difference between someone who is 25 and someone who is 45. Exactly. So can you, what do you think about that? I, uh, and the other thing that gets me is all over social media, if you're hopping on TikTok or Instagram or whatever, you will find all of these people who aren't necessarily dietitians, usually they're actually, you won't find a dietitian saying this. They're usually oh people boy. who have <laughs> taken um, one nutrition class and, yeah. and think that they uh, know all the, they got the degree. <laughs> right. And what a lot of people will tell you is, oh, all you need to do to lose weight is be in a calorie deficit, just yes. eat less calories. And that's all you hear. Oh, my um, whole life. I am thinking eat less, move more, right? right. That's the biggest exactly. thing. And if it was that easy, I think none of us would have a weight problem. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because honestly, there's a lot of correlation between people who are obese and only eating one meal a day. Absolutely. So, I mean, even that is kind of putting it in perspective a little bit too. Yeah. Just, we, just recently we started a client like that. She had come in for a consult and, um, basically told me there was no way for her to eat less because she wasn't eating at all. Mm -hmm. And exactly. she tried every diet and nothing worked. 
she is, uh, I think a month in at this point and she is actually down 14 pounds and it's the first weight she's been able to lose in years, eating a lot more, not yep. eating less. Yeah. Yep. And one of, one of my favorite clients that I've worked with pretty recently, um, I just, you know, she just met her weight loss goal yesterday. She just wanted to lose 20 pounds. Um, and she was this person that said, you know, I starved myself. I over-exercised. I did everything I thought, you know, was right in order to lose weight. And she could not, she was stuck at 170. Oh, that's so frustrating. Yes. And after following the Inshire program and, you know, getting advice from like real registered dietitian, <laughs> she is down 20 pounds in, in three, three and a half months. So yeah, it's that... been awesome to see that. And, you know, it, and it may have been a little slower than some other people, but it was successful. It was sustainable. She reached goal um so I mean it's it, there's so many people out there like that that feel like you know I, I don't even eat I exercise like crazy yeah and you still can't lose well it's a really demotivating thing to think about because when you hear that over and over again and you feel like you do those things already you start questioning well what's wrong with me mm -hmm. yeah exactly and it really can deflate people's self-esteem and make them feel like something is wrong right but the truth is there's nothing wrong with you. You just might be experiencing one of these issues with body chemistry, such mm -hmm. as a hormonal imbalance. Exactly. And that's what I love working. Why I love working with insurance so much is because we're not just putting you in a calorie deficit. We're focusing on completely changing your body chemistry, telling you why you've been, you know, trying so hard for so long and why, why it wasn't working for you. Because a lot of times what it comes back to is hormones. Yes. Um, and so there are four main hormones that really affect your weight. And one of them is cortisol. And I think this is a huge problem with most people. Cortisol is your stress hormone. Mm -hmm. And so when you are that person that's over exercising and not eating, you know, it actually works against you because what that's doing is stressing your body. It's increasing your cortisol hormone. When your cortisol hormone is elevated, your blood sugars are up. When your blood sugars are up, fat loss is a lot harder. Um, and not only that cortisol is, is just it, a lot of stress on the body and it will, your body will basically work against the fat loss process when your um, cortisol hormone is elevated. Yeah. There's a lot of studies with cortisol too, that indicate that it causes an increase in the storage of belly fat. Mm -hmm. So exactly. I know belly fat is a really big concern for a lot of our clients. Mm -hmm. And so they're kind of going into a cycle where not only are they unable to lose weight because the cortisol is elevated with them not eating and over exercising yeah. but now it's storing right in the place that they're trying to get rid of it the exactly. most exactly have you ever heard of hormone belly yes using that term hormone belly and that's the idea that when you're when your cortisol hormone is so elevated you are more likely to store belly sorry more likely to store fat in the belly area just like what you're just like on the about. abdominals yeah. right yeah yeah um, another hormone that really affects weight loss is insulin. So when you're constantly eating things that are keeping your insulin levels up to bring down your blood sugar, that is another hormone that will also work against your mm -hmm. fat loss process. So that's, you know, why we specialize here with keeping your blood sugars under control because if blood sugars are under control, your insulin is more under control too. For sure. And insulin sensitivity is a really big part of what develops into things like type two diabetes. And, you know, when you are consuming more sugar than what your, your body is really meant to have on board, of course, the insulin production needs to elevate. And then, you know, whatever insulin can't take care of, you're burning off. Your body can use sugar as a fuel source. And I always tell my clients, it's kind of like a shortcut. You know, if there's an easy way to get work done in the day, we're not doing it the harder way. Exactly. Your body's no different. If it has that easy way out, it's going to take it. And of course, 
We all know sugar is addictive, physiologically right. addictive. It causes serotonin, dopamine, and beta endorphins to yes. release. Yep. So uh, sugar is one of those things that when you have too much of it, guys, it, it not only is it toxic to your body and highly addictive to you physiologically, but like Abby was saying, it can create these issues with hormones such as insulin that, that really are a long-term problem that going on, I don't care how little food you're eating throughout the day, that's not going to fix it. Exactly. Um, I recently became uh, certified through the CDR in adult and pediatric obesity. And one of the main things, I mean, and we talk about it, you talk about it here all the time on the podcast is inflammation. Mm. And so childhood obesity is, is crazy. It's, you know, the amount of What's the word I'm looking for? People oh, the, with childhood. Oh my obesity. gosh! Yeah, like the rates it's of it are just yes, constantly rates, increasing. It's constantly increasing, and a lot of it's coming back to the fact that we have chronic inflammation. Our kids have chronic inflammation, Absolutely. and when you're inflamed, your hormones can't talk to each other the way they're supposed to. So again, it's inflammation, but it's also coming back to the hormones yet again. They can't function the way that you're supposed to because sure. your body's inflamed. It cannot, you know, send the messages and receive the messages that it's supposed to. And inflammation, this is really interesting that you brought that up because I actually just learned this fairly recently that what, the reason that occurs with the signals not firing is the brain will create a brain body block yes. when there's chronic inflammation. Yeah. So it'll literally guys prioritize the signals that are allowed to pass from brain to body and things like pain, or you need to use the bathroom or you're hungry. Exactly. Those things are high priority. Should I burn sugar or fat for energy? Not so high priority. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it definitely kind of reduces metabolic rate just in that signal, not transmitting um, the way that it should be anymore. I, I always like to think of it in an easy to understand way. If I was talking to you, Abby, and then I went underwater, how muffled my voice that is be. such a good way of that it. you know yes. it's uh, you'd still hear me yep. but you wouldn't hear me the way you're intended to hear exactly. me same idea with those signals yeah love that um so yeah right along those lines people aren't receiving the message that their brain is supposed to get that they're full so people overeat as well because of that inflammation mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean the inflammation just leads back as as to what we're talking about here with the hormones and and them just not being able to function that there's the way they're supposed to um the other oh go ahead oh, i'm sorry i was just gonna say an inflammation guys um there's there's a lot of I don't want to say negative talk out there about it, but you might find people who act like it's not a real thing. Exactly. That's yeah. what I was talking about earlier. I have for sure. I, I actually had a lady who told me her doctor told her inflammation isn't real. You want to know what? Hmm. I don't know if I should say. No, we're good. We're, we're all <laughs> friends here, right, guys? You really only have to take one or two nutrition classes. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard. If you're looking for real nutrition advice, come, come to us, guys. For We've sure. we the real decrease here in it. <laughs> and realistically, one of the good ways to think about it is, um, you know, an inflammation is 100% real. And I mean, here's an example that anyone can relate to. Lactose intolerance, right? So you guys hear lactose intolerance and you think, oh, yeah, some people have trouble digesting milk enzymes. I've got news for you. Everybody has trouble digesting milk enzymes. Yeah, especially as an yes, adult. We are I've all anyone who's not lactose. Well, that's it. And even if you don't have those outward, I have a stomach ache, I have diarrhea. Mm -hmm. The the byproduct of that, you first of all, you don't have two stomachs. Cows do. Yeah. Cows' milk is made for cows. It's not exactly. meant for humans. Right. Yeah. So when we drink something that isn't made for our bodies to break down, there are enzymes and things in there that 
that you can't process. Mm -hmm. What happens is you create additional antibodies because your body has a foreign thing that it can't break down coming in. That's inflammation guys. That's inflammation. Exactly. I had a professor in college. He taught biochemistry and he was, he lived in Africa, born Mm -hmm. and raised. And when he came over here to teach, he said he was mind blown at how many Americans still drink milk. Like, oh my word. Like, that is not a thing. But that's what we, <laughs> I mean, when I was a kid, I don't know about you, Abby, but my mom, you'd sit down to dinner yeah. and you'd have glass of milk, yeah. you know, and it was, it was normal. And um, you, listen, I'm not saying there's not benefits. We all know calcium and things like that, exactly, but yeah. um, you know, the, anything that your body cannot process, which unfortunately guys in today's food industry, if you pick up a box, a bag, a jar, a jug, a bottle, I don't care. And you read the back and there's words on that nutrition label that you do not know what they are. You can't pronounce them. You've never heard of them. Your body hasn't either. So yeah, those things do not break down well in the body. Some of them don't break down at all. An example of that would be sucralose. It goes through your gut hole. It can't, your body cannot break it down that causes problems such as inflammation. Inflammation at its core is the same idea as I have a cut on my finger and it swells up to prevent an infection. It's just on a chronic level, on an internal level, it's a wider spread issue that can cause wider spread problems. Am I right about that? Exactly. And if you look at the root cause of a lot of diseases such as Alzheimer's dementia, a lot of those root causes are inflammation. For sure. We focus so hard on this. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, the other thing I was going to say too, with hormones, the other two hormones that really affect, um, weight loss, weight gain too, is the thyroid hormone and estrogen as well. Tell me a little about thyroid hormone, because I have so many clients that ask me, do you think it's my thyroid if they're having trouble with their weight? And so, so tell me just a little more about thyroid hormone and, and what that imbalance will cause. So your thyroid really affects your metabolism. So having a slower thyroid in turn will usually cause a slower metabolism versus people who have a very fast acting thyroid have a hard time gaining weight Mm. um, because they're constantly just burning more fat. Okay. Well, I think if I had a choice, I'd take that one. (laughs) Right? Wouldn't we all? So point blank here is don't listen to the people who tell you it's all you have to do is be in a calorie deficit because it is not that simple guys and and you will hear people just like we were mentioning earlier who will tell you you know inflammation isn't a real thing or hormone imbalances aren't a real thing but they are and that is why you might be one of those people that are working out and, and eating less and it's still not working for you right so the root cause we need to balance those hormones we need to address the inflammation and that's what we do here. It's what our tribe is basically founded on, I'd say. And it's really, really important to really um, internalize what Abby's saying there about not feeling like if you're not having success that, you know, you're doing something wrong with the diet. If you know you're eating, um, you know, within a reasonable calorie intake and those kind of things. But Mm -hmm. I also want to, I do want to mention, I've said it before on here, but for those of you who might be first time listeners or have not heard the episodes where we talked about this, Calorie counting is a bit of a myth, guys. And and it's not that you can eat as many calories as you want. I don't want to make it sound like you can't overeat on calories. Of course, you can overeat on food. And of course, having a surplus is going to cause some problems. But when we're talking about a weight loss perspective, when you are, let's say, 20 years old and you go on a low calorie diet, you will see some weight loss because you have a racehorse metabolism. And when that starts to slow a little bit, it's still enough that you're burning off excess. Now you put someone who's 50 on that same diet and they're not going to have nearly the result. The reason is that calorie deficit, whether it is something you're intentionally intentionally doing or unintentionally doing has the same result. 
your body will try to protect itself by diminishing your metabolic rate. Like if I was starving, yeah, if I was starving to death. We both know if there's no food, how is my body going to survive? It's going to drop my metabolism down to nothing. Mm -hmm. Your body doesn't understand a diet. doesn't know why you're doing that. It just knows all of a sudden your food supply has been cut in half. Yes. Yeah. So your metabolic rate's going to drop. And if you're 50, your metabolic rate has already dropped. Your That's body, why you're getting nowhere. Exactly. Your body will always compensate if you are putting yourself in a calorie deficit by slowing your metabolism. You That's got kind it. of the idea that, you know, your body will always treat you as if you're stranded on an island. So if you are treating it as, as you are stranded on an island and not eating as much, your body's going to try to put you into survival mode and yeah. hold on to the fat and hold on to the energy that it can because it wants to save you. For so, sure. There yeah. are ways to burn fat that have absolutely nothing to do with eating less. It's not about eating less guys. It's about eating more of the right things. Yes. It's about what you are eating, not necessarily how much you're eating. Exactly. Yeah. So let's talk just for a minute. Cause I know there's a lot of ladies out there who, um, you know, are struggling with perimenopause and menopause mm -hmm. and that. I mean, those are complete hormonal issues that, that crop up where, you know, either progesterone, estrogen, both start to either um, be overproduced, underproduced, or a mix of both of yeah. those things. And it creates a lot of different symptoms and problems. So what do you think about those hormones, Abby, and how do they affect weight loss? Can people still lose weight when they're in that area in their life? Do you think? They definitely can. This is where it becomes a little bit more difficult because you are likely experiencing hormone imbalances or less hormone production when you're in perimenopause, you know, menopause. Um, what happens is DHEA, which is the mother of all hormones that produces all your hormones, um, decreases with age. So a lot of times you're not producing enough of the hormone that you need to function properly. Um, so a lot of times, you know, these people come to us when they're perimenopause, postmenopause, they can't lose weight. And the reason why is because slower metabolism on top of, you know, hormone imbalance slash mm -hmm. not producing. Well, and, and your hormones directly, directly, um, you know, basically they, they have a ton to do with your metabolic rate. Exactly. Exactly. So with someone who's experiencing this, I mean, not trying to promote everything here, but I no, mean, our program is literally perfect for this. And the reason why is because again, we're really focusing on the foods that help to naturally um, balance your hormones by maximizing your body's nutrition so it can function the way that it's supposed to. Absolutely. So it's not that if you're experiencing this, that you can't lose weight, you can, you just have to start with the core and, and fix um, you know, focus on the inflammation, fix the hormone imbalance by food. Yes. So. Yes. There, and uh, yeah, the, that research guys is solid. This mm -hmm. isn't something that in strive invented. This is something exactly. that has been around. Sort of yes. There are a million books you can find on eating to balance your hormones. Yeah. Foods are very naturally balancing. Um, I, I, one of my favorite things to tell clients when uh, we're talking about different issues they're having that food can really aid in or prevent or help with is sometimes the answer isn't a pill. Sometimes the answer is spinach. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. For those of you that are on like TikTok and social media and things, and a lot of, you know, one of the biggest things right now is fixing your gut health. Yes. Well, why do you think we need to fix our gut health? 
because of the inflammation. Oh my so word, we're yes. just getting to the root causes here and talking about, you know, what it really is. I mean, yes, fixing gut health is so, so important, but the way to do that is fixing the inflammation well, first. The so. microbiome in the gut has so much to do with disease in general that mm-hmm. when our food choices do throw that off, that that's one of the biggest reasons disease rates are have skyrocketed in our country. Yes, you know, yep. for sure. It's, it's crazy when you really look at the numbers and and um the health of I mean just Americans right now. It's it's Well, it is. And uh, truthfully, I think there's a direct correlation to, um, again, not to keep coming back to sugar, but truthfully, the amount of sugar put Mm -hmm. in our foods has increased exponentially over the years. And uh, they use it not just to sweeten foods, guys, but they use it as a preservative. So Mm -hmm. a lot of foods you would never think have sugar in them. I'm going to give you an example that kind of blew my mind. Canned chicken broth. There is sugar in canned chicken broth. Why? Why does that need to be in there? There's two brands that don't have it. That's it. And um, the amount of it's crazy inflammatory ingredients, such as the red dyes, and oh things like yeah, that, you know things like that are illegal in Europe. Yet, why are they in our foods here? And then if and marketed the, to children, exactly. And marketed if you look at the children. disease rates, and then even the disease rates in children are yep. increasing like crazy. We've got to look at the food. You know, if you can't pronounce it, don't put it in your body. <laughs> we were at the grocery store. My son. Those of you who know me that are in office might already know this. Those of you who don't know this, I have three sons, but one of them is autistic. And my son that's autistic, um, you know, he's he's 16, but he's still with mom all the time, you know, does the grocery shopping, hangs out with mom all the time. Not your typical, I don't want anything to do with my mother, 16-year-old. <laughs> so we're at the store and, um, you know, he was looking at this pancake mix that caught his eye. And of course it caught his eye. It was in a bright, colorful mm-hmm. box and, you know, get Captain, get Captain Crunch, I think it was on something like that, I don't know. <laughs> But uh, I pick it up because he's interested in it. And it was literally, there was not one nutritional ingredient in, yeah. in it. And then they had a syrup that went with it that was entirely high fructose corn syrup. And it's just, you read these things and you think this, this is being truthfully marketed to our children. Mm-hmm. And many people out there don't know what the real risk is in consuming a lot of the things that are in our food sourcing. Um, you know, it, it, the things that are in our foods aren't necessarily safe for you. I know we would all like to think that, but they're, they're really not. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's sad, but it's the reality. So that's why you got to focus on, you know, fixing your, fixing your diet really. And, and doing that within Strata, we, we have the best advice. For sure. <laughs> and uh, the, the natural balancing of the hormones is just one part of what we do here, but um, you know, hormones are obviously going to play a big part because again, they control your metabolic rate. So if you are experiencing a hormonal deficit and you know, you are, and some of you ladies out there, I don't have to tell you, you, you understand that, um, you've started getting the belly fat, your sleep patterns have changed. You're having hot flashes or night sweats, or maybe one of you out there knows that your stress levels are just off the chart. That is a cortisol you know, producer, when you're, when you're high stress all the time, your cortisol and adrenaline are going to be very, very high, which creates a hormonal imbalance. So please don't feel like if you are someone that falls into those categories, that it's hopeless for you. It's, it's really not. There's a lot of natural ways to balance out your hormones and continue to lose weight. Um, Stress relief, you know, look, I wish I could take your stress away. I can't, but I can tell you this, the clients that I've seen come through the Instrive program, when they start seeing the weight going down and they start seeing the inches going down, their stressors may not change, but there's this magical little thing that happens where when we start feeling really good about ourselves and really oh, proud yes. of ourselves, <laughs> that stress hits different. It does. So, uh, yeah, and I love seeing that happen. Me too. All, and it happens so often. It's pretty great. 
Well, Abby, before we wrap this up, is there anything else you'd like to add on, on this topic today? Honestly, I really think we, we covered a really broad spectrum here between the hormones that affect weight loss and the inflammation and the ingredients in our food cause the inflammation. Mm -hmm. So we had an awesome discussion. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Yeah, I know it's great. And I hope that we can have you back on here again sometime soon. Awesome. All right, guys. So that's going to do it for today's InStrive Fat Loss Podcast. Again, that was Abby, our registered dietitian with InStrive. And I am Diane, a certified therapeutic weight loss specialist. If you are interested in learning more about our program, you can do a lot of things. You can listen to more episodes of this podcast. There's a whole bunch of them, back episodes that'll tell you a lot in more specific detail of the particular hormones we're talking about, as well as the food options, what's in them, all those kind of things. So certainly feel free to listen to some back episodes. You can check us out online. We are at instrive.com. We are on every social media platform. It's I-N-S-T-R-I-V, no E. Uh, you can check us out on any of those and make sure you give us a like, give us a follow. If you are a podcast listener, or if you've listened for the first time today and enjoyed this podcast, please make sure you click that notification bell. So you'll never miss an episode like us, rate us. It helps spread the word. And uh, most definitely, if you are interested in a consultation, please remember in strive can help you no matter where you are located. Geographical boundaries do not apply. We do a lot of virtual here. We can do a consult right over zoom. So please jump on, get a hold of us. We can set up that free, no obligation consultation with myself or one of my colleagues. We would love to teach you more about what we do here at InStrive. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.